You're listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White, an on-demand audio presentation of redpeachsports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show. Good Monday morning, everybody in North Louisiana. Welcome to the Morning Drive here on Sports Talk 97.7. Mark Kramer here with you. My final day, and all those... All that noise you hear is people clapping all over North Louisiana that this is my last day subbing for Aaron. He is back in the States. Got a text from him last night. and They're down in Fort Lauderdale. He'll be back with you tomorrow. Um, my, new, uh, my new compadre today, Terry Waldrop, joins me. He'll be in for the three hours of power today as he'll uh, do the morning drive and then hang in with, uh, well, he has to battle with Jamie Foxx in the third hour, but, you know, that's a consolation. Have you ever noticed when we guest host, Kramer, it's never like during college football season or something. <laughs> yeah, they, they it's when us, nothing's going yeah, on. nothing's going on. By the way, uh, you want to do three hours today, and we'll talk about the ping pong championships or something. Right. Tiddlywinks championship and over in China, a little badminton maybe. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they, they actually did have badminton on, um, I think it was on ESPN. Uh, the other day from South Korea or someplace. We had, when I was the AD at Texas Western, we had ping pong. You really want to make those people mad, call it ping pong. They get irate. Oh, yeah. It's, it's yeah. table tennis. It's table tennis. That's right. And so what did every – you know, the funny thing about college athletics, and you were you were a college baseball player. You know, a lot of times the athletes, for whatever reason, I don't know if it's jealousy or whatever, they really – like basketball really – baseball really don't get along. Both of them really don't like football and then the track people. So you have a lot of idiosyncrasies between, you know, all the sports. The one thing our people all agreed on, all of our athletes, they all despised ping pong. Kramer, true story. One day, uh, one of my assistants, we got through practicing basketball. My assistant called me because we went to work out in the weight room afterwards. Coach, you got to come here. I'm like, man, I'm busy. He goes, Coach, you got to come see this. I'll walk in. So the baseball team, the softball team, a couple of the track kids – and our basketball kids were sitting there, all hovered around the universal machines. The ping pong, and they all had their mouths open. The ping pong team, honest to God, was maxing on the lat bar. <laughs> I kid you not. And all of them are just, they had this dumbstruck look on their face. What? Are you, and, you know, these, these guys are not the biggest guys, so they're, like, doing, like, struggling with 40 pounds. And the coach is like, great job, 40 pounds. And everybody just with their mouth open. Ping pong. Yeah. You gotta love it. Yep, table tennis, weightlifting. Uh, that's what you, that's what you want to that's what you want to get. Now, this hour of the morning drive is brought to you by Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston, and uh, get us on the hotline and text line eight 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 nine nine three seven seven six two. That is the Stuart Shelby Goosehead Insurance Hotline. Who and text line? Say that again. Goosehead. Insurance. I like that. Goosehead Insurance. I'll remember that. Yeah. It's not the usual names of the other. We, we can't let Jamie Foxx get anywhere near that one. No, 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 no. And so get us on the uh, get us on the the text line or the hotline. And uh, some of the headlines that we want to go over, of course, uh, hockey is now over. Basketball is now over. Um, we'll uh, we've got super regionals that finish today, weather permitting. We've got four teams that have already punched their ticket to Omaha. Four more that will do so hopefully today. Again, weather permitting. 
and we'll have the College World Series already. It will be set with their eight teams, and that starts this coming Saturday, does the College World Series on the 16th. Now, have you been to that? I have not. That's one thing that I would like to go to. A couple of my uh, friends in the uh, Ruston area have said that they're going for the first time. So uh, everybody that I've ever talked to, I've never talked to anybody that hasn't said that it's just an amazing experience. Whether you have a team that you're rooting right. for or not, just the experience of going there. And it's like it's like college football, the atmosphere in the stands and around this stadium and tailgating, you know, so to speak, and, and just the buzz around right. Omaha when you're walking around down in the city by the ballpark and everything. Uh, everybody has said that it's just uh, it's like going to a college, a big-time college football game except at a baseball stadium yeah that's been a bucket list for me I, you know i'm i'm not a huge baseball guy i like going to games tv's a little bit much for me but yeah i've always wanted to do that I've, I've got a lot of friends that go every year mark and i've always wanted to go check omaha out uh they and all the people i got some friends in nebraska up there that go every one of them to a man or a woman whatever uh, it's always better when lsu is there they, oh, talk, yeah. they talk about the hospitality and and LSU takes over the town, and win or lose, they love the fans and, and, and the, the fans, enthusiasm they bring. Yeah, they they go, they seek out LSU fans, from what I understand, that, that are tailgating and stuff, just to go get the food. Oh, absolutely, just to go get the Cajun food. Absolutely, and uh, you know, I think if you're in Nebraska, you're just happy it's not snowing. Yeah, yeah, especially you're a northern guy, you could appreciate that. Oh yeah, that's right. So, so we've got four teams. Uh, again, these are you know some of the headlines from the weekend. Dustin Johnson wins the FedEx tournament in Memphis, leading up to the U.S. Open, which starts on Thursday. So I, I never figured out Terry why. Just because you know we could use the if we use the this analogy in say college basketball, everybody would kind of look at us like well, that's a dumb comparison. Every time there's a major golf tournament the guy that wins the tournament the week before oh well you know he's the favorite <laughs> he's the favorite to win the u.s open come thursday well just be why well you know he, he just won in memphis this past yeah, week. he played well in memphis right so dustin johnson is the is the favorite in the u.s open because he won he won the tournament in memphis yesterday okay well let's see um uh, davidson won their last game they won their conference tournament in basketball. They won the Southern the Southern Conference in basketball. Hey, they won their last game last Thursday. That means they should win the NCAA tournament. You know, everybody in the NCAA <laughs> tournament loses their last game except for one team. Right, exactly. That's my <laughs> everybody starts. Everybody finishes the year with a loss. That's if my, you make the deal. Yeah, that's right? my point. Yeah. I mean, it's just kind of a dumb, kind of a dumb comparison. But the invariably, the national media always says. Whoever wins the tournament the week before, they're the ones that are the favorite to win the whatever Masters, U.S. Open, PGA. Doesn't matter. The only one really they don't say that about is the British Open, and that's because the British Open is a different animal completely because of the weather uh, over there. It takes a takes a special kind of guy to to be able to fight through the cold and the wind and the rain and everything else and. And, and play over in uh, play over in either England, Scotland, uh, Ireland, wherever they happen to be playing. 
you know, this uh, the Ryder Cup this year is going to be played in France for the first time. So that should be interesting also. France. I like that. Have they surrendered yet? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I never have understood as a history guy, uh, you know, during my coaching days, I was a history teacher. And I, I always, uh, I always told my kids, said, you know, I said, I never have understood the French hating Americans. Because if it wasn't for us, twice, not once, but twice. They'd be speaking they German. They'd be speaking German, yes, in France. So I never have understood that. Oh, our first text of the day, Jay gets us on the uh, Stuart Shelby Goosehead Insurance text line. Says he's got to go with Phil Mickelson. I can't tell you how happy I'd be for him, for him to finish off the career Grand Slam. Not to mention his final round was pretty incredible. I'm going with Roy McIlroy to win the Open. Ten cup. I don't think any of the major guys are going to win it. For some reason, the U.S. Open, it has it has a lot of the major guys win it, obviously. But you go, you go down and look at some of the list of previous in the last ten years or so, some of the U.S. Open winners, and they're guys you go, what, really? He won the U.S. Open? Really? I didn't know that. The U.S. Open courses are so weirdly set up. You know, you got rough that comes up to your kneecaps, and you can't even find your ball if you're two feet off the off the fairway. And usually the fairways are very narrow. They're playing at Shinnecock Hills, which is a about a hundred year old course, so it's not one of the newer courses. It's a traditional U.S. Open course uh, in New York. And so they're going to have that thing ready for sure. And um, so it's it, that's why a lot of times you see people win that you that you don't normally see win a major like that simply because of how the course sets up. It sets up well for different people. A lot of times a guy that just hits a drive straight doesn't necessarily has to hit it 350 yards and – can scramble around and, you know, make putts and can just kind of shoot par because a lot of times, as you know, one under, two under, even par. I like to see the ones, the U.S. Opens, where over par wins. You like rough conditions. I want to see see them play in a blizzard and a tornado. I like like to see the guy. I like, and I know it's kind of masochistic on my part, I guess. But I like to see them struggle a little bit. It makes me feel better as an amateur golfer to see. What do you What do you shoot, Kramer? I, I'm betting you shoot what low uh, 90s, yeah, high 80s, low yeah, 90s, yeah, mid to mid to high 80s. All right, so you're you're better than most people. But then. I don't play very often anymore. You're, but you're better than most people because I had a pro tell me one time that about five percent of people can shoot below 100, legitimately. Yeah, yeah. You know, when you're not using the, whipping, yeah, when, yeah when, when you're not using the foot wedge or the winter rules from Caddyshack. <laughs> winter rules apply. Winter rules from Caddyshack. Yeah, see, I'm going to go shoot a hundred, no matter where I go, when I play. I'm going to shoot. A, I'll tell you that. And I hadn't played in a year. I'm going to shoot a hundred. I'm not good. If I can find the ball after I hit it, it was a successful shot. That, that's my theory of golf. My problem is I play with really good people, so I learned to pick my ball up. Well, you know, and that's. Um, one of the things that I like nowadays, because I don't play that much, I don't, 
usually do a whole lot except for scrambles when I'm playing with friends or colleagues uh, in the media business. So I don't really play like for myself anymore. Uh, so I haven't, I haven't done that. And I've, that's what I've done mostly. And so I do what you do. Oh, hit a bad shot. Uh, just go pick it up. If you could find, Hey, John over here, just hit a 300 yard drive. I don't even hit the ball. Yeah. we I'm going to go, I mean, I'm just going to use your shot. Because I'm in the cart with you. I'll just drive by. And see, there's an art to it, though. If you're driving the cart, you got to be able to scoop your ball up as you're driving that cart. Right, and do it quickly. Yeah, do it yes. quickly. I don't stop for it. And if I miss it, hey, that's a ball donated to the course. Here's some of the here's what some of the thing I was talking about before we go to a break. Um, Retief Goosen, this was 2004. You've got Retief Goosen, Michael Campbell. Jeff Oglavy, Angel Cabrera, Lucas Glover, Graham McDowell, and I, you know, I mean, most people have heard of Webb Simpson, but those were seven of the of the ten winners between 2004 and 2011. Not exactly household names uh, as far as winning. Then, since then, Rory won it in 2011. Webb Simpson in 12. Justin Rose won it in 13, Martin Keimer in 14, and then you've had Jordan Spieth, Dustin Johnson, Brooks Kepka. Now, everybody knows who those guys are. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, you know, I, I'm a, a sort of golf fan. I'll keep up with, the, you know, the Masters, the U.S. Open, stuff like that. But, yeah. Aside from that, you know, we're into the, we're into the dog days of sports radio, Coach Kramer. Yeah. We got, we got to talk about the NBA when we come back. Oh, we definitely will. We're going to get to that. I wanted to save that uh, for uh, when we return. So before we do that, let's tell everybody who's in the Louisiana Pain Care starting lineup. The starting lineup. Are you crying? The starting lineup. Are you crying? Starting lineup. Are you crying? The starting lineup. Let's go crying. Let's get to the starting lineup. And today on this Monday, our starting lineup begins and ends with Nick White. (laughs) He is the starting lineup today. Nick White will join us, um, the uh, voice of the Warhawks in uh, football, basketball, and baseball. And uh, Nick will join us at 8.30 to give us kind of a breakdown of all three of those sports that he announces for ULM and kind of get an idea of uh, where he thinks uh, each program is going to be this next year and things to look for and and, uh, places and and uh, players to kind of look out for in the uh, athletic, just in athletics in general at ULM. I, I got to give a shout-out to my guy, Thomas Swallow, in the national champion, Coach Kramer, ULM fishing team. That's right. The national champion fishing team. Uh, hey, I don't care if you're a champion in anything, we salute you. So uh, hats off to the Warhawk fishing squad for bringing home a national title. National Championship to Monroe. Hopefully they'll have a uh, a fish cook-off. Oh, I'm in for that. Yeah. Bet, you know, we could volunteer to host that. Yeah, ex- we could do it a remote. We could. <laughs> we could do a remote. So if you're a ULM fishing uh, fan, booster. Yeah, have we, a fish fry and invite us and we'll come out and we do it. We can't be bought. However, we can be rented. <laughs> yes, we sure can. So we'll talk to Nick White at 830 and uh, let him know that he was our starting lineup here today on the morning drive we'll go ahead and take a break 
And again, this hour brought to you by Ronnie Ward, Toyota of Ruston. Terry and I will be right back. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing with Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whatever you want, at Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, we'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Drive your dream, live to drive. If your job situation is changing because of layoffs or restructuring, make sure your retirement stays on track. I'm Edward Jones Financial Advisor Mike Barris. Stop by our office at 1507 Lamy Lane for a face-to-face appointment. Edward Jones, making sense of investing, member SIPC. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. As Father's Day approaches, make Dad's life a whole lot easier with a new Cub Cadet zero-turn mower from Yard Power. Now till Father's Day, if you buy a residential-grade zero-turn Cub Cadet mower from Yard Power, you'll get a free string trimmer while supplies last. There's a huge inventory of mowers to choose from because Yard Power is your Cup Cadet Superstore. Make Dad's Day with Yard Power. Highway 165 North in Monroe and just off New Natchitoches in West Monroe. Get your craw daddies now at Randall's Fine Meats. Randall's Fine Meats has your craw daddies ready to go every day. Low prices for live or boiled. Ask about their 5 and 10 pound specials on some of the best crawfish around. Plus, Randall's will even cater your next event. Just give them a call, 343-0382, and book in advance. Randall's also has your specialty stuffed meats. And you have to try his fried cracklins. At Randall's, like them on Facebook or just stop on by. Randall's Fine Meats, 4205 Old Sterlington Road, Monroe. another cup of coffee and keep tuned to the morning drive this hour is sponsored by ronnie ward toyota of ruston welcome back to the morning drive terry waldrop and mark kramer here with you this morning got some more texts here before we get to uh, talking about the nba had a special uh, this is from jay had a special they had a special with phil on golf channel about new york area golf courses and he's finished second nearly every time it's been up that way including Shinnecock Hills twice, and that's true. If you go with every time that uh, Phil Mickelson's come in twice, come in second uh, in the U.S. Open, that's, you know, that's one of the amazing things real quick about Jack Nichols. Everybody says, oh, well, you know, this and that. Yeah, he's got 18 majors, but, you know, he's come in second in majors like 30-something times. So even take half of those that he either lost in a playoff or maybe lost on the last hole, and that he would have could have won, he would have something like thirty to thirty-five major All titles. Right. While that is impressive, Coach Kramer, has he ever won or finished second in a major where he had a self-inflicted injury and broke his hand? No, he has not. He didn't break a foot or turn a knee, you know, miss a or, putt, you know. Yeah, right. Or jam his club into the ground and and hurt his or wrist. into his foot. Right. 
Tommy picks Justin Rose for the U.S. Open. Hogan says, go Hogs. Disappointing loss yesterday to South Carolina, but we will win today and go to the College World Series. Go Razorbacks. We'll talk about baseball here in just a little bit, and uh, we'll also talk about uh, one of the big events on Saturday, the Triple Crown Race with Justify. But let's go to the NBA and I don't know where to start with this. You know, I've and I'm I'm going to preface this, and I've said this all last week during the two games that they played last week on Wednesday and Friday. I don't really have a dog in the hunt in the NBA. Don't really have a favorite player. Uh, I follow some of the local guys. You know, Paul Millsap from Louisiana Tech. Uh, I follow some of those guys, but I don't really have, quote, a favorite player or a favorite team. So I'm looking at it, and you and I are the, are alike, Terry. In old, the, old? Well, yeah, well, besides that, in the fact that because of our coaching background, we can't help but look at certain situations from that perspective, not just as a fan or not just as a, you know, uh, an innocent bystander, if you want to put it that way. It's just in our DNA that we do look at things a little differently when we're looking at some kind of a sports situation. Uh, we have that perspective that slants our opinion a little bit. Not me. I'm a fan. Fire everybody. No. So I just want to say that first because I've had some people go, oh, you just hate LeBron. You just hate. No, I don't. You know, I'm just stating facts. I'm just stating what he has done and said to himself. He can't seem, especially during these finals, and I'm going all the way back, he can't seem to get out of his own way. You know, I've said for the last 10 days to two weeks that some of these guys just should not get in front of the microphone after a game because they say the dumbest things. You know, it started with J.R. Smith saying, oh, man, I knew the score. No, you've got five. J.R. Smith's mom didn't believe him. Come on, J.R., you've got five camera angles all around the, your face saying, uh, showing what you said, and you're going to go in front of a press conference. Oh, man, I knew what the score was. It was then was, he came back and said, well, I, I didn't exactly know what the well, score was. Well, What know, it happened was. But anyway, but uh, the <laughs> – LeBron Jared's got a great future as a referee, by the way. Who? Jared Smith is oh. going to be an NBA official. It, it, it's a perfect transition. All LeBron did was whine the entire series. And then he comes out and and comes out to the, the uh, press conference with a cast on his hand. And then starts yeah. making the excuses that, yeah. you know, well, you know, I did this and hit the chalkboard and, Played the whole series with a bad. Well, you know, you still had good statistics. That doesn't make any difference. You know, would you have scored 50 every game had you not had a hurt hand because you lost control of yourself and hit a chalk or hit a whiteboard in the locker room? You still averaged, what do you average, 30 something points a game? Almost, and, yeah, almost, yeah, almost a triple double yeah. in the whole. Oh, he did average triple double. Yeah, yeah, in the whole series. So, you know, this, this excuse making. You know, one of the things, and you said it best, and I'm going to let you expand on it, you would expect this from a rookie or a second-year player or even a college player from, you know, during the NCAA tournament, but not somebody, and I don't care if it's LeBron or anybody else, 
if it was anybody else that was a 15-year veteran of the NBA and had been through all these finals and just about every situation that you can go through, I expect a little more than this kind of excuse-making from somebody that's a veteran superstar like he is. Well, you know, Mark, LeBron James is the best player in the world currently. I'm not going to get into the GOAT or anything because I'm taking Jordan, and, and I think LeBron hurt his legacy, not because he lost, but the way that they lost this game. And, and the I, way he handled and it. And the way he handled it. I'm, I'm a big LeBron. I like LeBron's game. I don't like all the whining he does, but I think that's just inherent of the millennial generation today. I mean, you know, if you can't win, then they – so. You know, when he comes to the press conference, and, you know, he was very careful not to let anybody see that he was hurt and whatever. You know, I equate it like this. It's like being in school, and you throw away your textbook intentionally. And then the next day, you fail the test, and you're like, well, I didn't have a textbook. Dude, you threw it away. And so, LeBron, you're not a 19-year-old rookie. You know, game one absolutely had an effect. The, the, The Cavaliers never recovered from that, Okay. Uh, LeBron said the officials took it. It was a horrific officiating uh, combination there, the things that happened, uh, the fact that they had a timeout, the fact that J.R. Smith doesn't know what the score. All those things contributed, deflating loss. They never even came close to recovering. Here's the issue I had with LeBron and the Cavs in game four. It was apparent they had no interest in winning that game. Right. They did the same thing that Toronto did in game four against the Cavaliers. They literally didn't show up. If you look at some of the stats, um, loose balls, 21 loose balls for the Cavs. That was the 50-50 stuff, 14 for um, for the Cavaliers. Uh, they contested shot, the box outs. Uh, they swept all the hustle categories, screen assist, 8-3, to three, deflections, loose ball. It was just obvious. How many layups did the Cavs get? Just half-court sets, wide open, nobody within 5 to 10 feet of you layups. That's lack of effort. That's lack of focus. That's lack of even giving a crap about it. So all those people that went to Cleveland for that game and paid their money to go watch that, they should apologize to them. The, the Warrior, or the, excuse me, Cleveland was embarrassing in that game. I know LeBron's going to leave Cleveland again. Everybody outside the North Pole realizes this. I had, and a lot of people complained about LeBron James quit on his team. Well, he came out with five minutes. They're down 25 with five minutes to go. He shouldn't even have played the fourth quarter. We, we, we've all seen Rudy. We've all seen, it wasn't, It's not happening. I had no problem with Ty Lue taking him out of the game to protect him because you're not coming back in that game. Uh, at any rate, the issue I had with LeBron is the three quarters prior to that. I mean, you know, it's an elimination game. Your legacy, a lot of has to do with, you know, how you represent yourself, good or bad. Did you really lead that team? Um, you know, I know you're ticked at J.R. Smith. I know you were mad at Ty Lue. And those are two inexcusable things. You got to time out as a coach. You got to know that and be in the referee's ear in case your player does make the bonehead. And it's J.R. Smith, so it's 50 50. He's making a bonehead play. Um, so I get all that with LeBron. But I, I do think, and, and I know just, I can speak for myself. In my mind, I think he tarnished his legacy a little bit. And uh, the greatest of all time discussion for me right now, that's out the window. Sorry. It's, just, it's out the window given what happened. Uh, Mark, they played this team four times. The last four years, with the exception of Draymond, Draymond Green kicking somebody in the Scoobies a couple seasons ago. And being suspended for that and game. And being yeah. suspended for that game. The Warriors would have won four straight world championships. And Cleveland 
is becoming the Buffalo Bills of the NFL. And the Minnesota Vikings. And the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, it's just you take away that one, and, you know, I guess the Cleveland fans can go back and pop in the DVD and remember when they went to Golden State and won. But, um, you know, at some point you got to get tired of – so LeBron's got to go to a team that can compete with him, Mark. He's got to go to a Houston. He's got to go maybe to a Philadelphia to a team that can compete with the Warriors because right now the only thing that's going to stop the Warriors are the Warriors themselves. I want to talk about that a little bit because there's a lot of discussion about, obviously, LeBron's probably not, you know, 90%, maybe more than that, not going to come back to Cleveland. But I want to talk about that a little bit because there's way too much speculation about some of the teams that he's going or, you know, everybody thinks they know who he's going to. But uh, I want to talk a little bit about that. We'll go ahead and take a break here on the morning drive. This hour brought to you by Ronnie Ward, Toyota of Ruston. Terry and I will return right after this. Whether you have a sports or an orthopedic injury, nagging low back or neck pain, work-related injury, or even vertigo, get the care and treatment you need at Legacy Outpatient Therapy Services. LOTS has been a reliable health care provider for Ruston and the surrounding communities for over 15 years. Give Chase Patterson and his team of skilled therapists a call at 318-255-9601 or visit our website at LegacyRehab.net. LOTS, official partner of Louisiana Tech Athletics and your home for trusted therapy solutions. Powered by Legacy Rehabilitation. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing with Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whatever you want, at Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, we'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Drive your dream. Live to drive. Your dad's put up with cutting grass on that old broken down mower long enough. It's time to get him a bad boy from Yard Power in Monroe and West Monroe. Yard Power has the full lineup of bad boys. And through Father's Day, buy any new bad boy mower and YP will give you a free Echo String Trimmer while supplies last. The Bad Boy Father's Day blowout is going on at Yard Power. Highway 165 north of Century Lincoln, Monroe, and on Walter Blaine just off New Natchitoches in West Monroe. Good morning, Louisiana. This is the Morning Drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward, Toyota of Ruston. Welcome back to the Morning Drive here on Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Waldrop and Mark Kramer here with you. This morning, Aaron is back in the States, and we'll be back with you tomorrow. Uh, Jake will be out uh, this week as well. Um, we are getting good reports on his on the, the status of his little baby, so just continue to remember Jake and his family Absolutely. in your prayers and hope that he's back here on the show uh, with Aaron very, very soon. So please uh, do that for us. We appreciate that very much. John Tabor back in the uh, studio. We're at the Coldwell Banker Group One Realty Studios in West Monroe this morning. 
And uh, Mr. Tabor, how are you this morning, sir? I'm good, gentlemen. How are you doing? <laughs> did, you, did I wake you up? No, he's no, up all night watching baseball. I had to move the mic up. No, he was probably watching Japanese wrestling. No, not last night. <laughs> it's like you were born. You were born at night, but not last night. Correct. Okay. But uh, John with us this morning, as always. And uh, so, Terry, I wanted to expand on what we were talking about. There's so much speculation on, you know, where's now that's the big thing. Where's LeBron going to go? Well, you know, it's fine and dandy to talk about another super team somewhere. But you're going to have, if you have three superstars, that's what you're going to have. You're not going to have, you're going to have three superstars and a shell of the rest of the team because there's only two teams that can afford salary cap wise to bring LeBron in and not have to strip their entire team down to the bone. And I'm, I mean, I'm talking about down to the bone. I'm talking about journeymen that are bench warmers for other teams are going to have to start and play significant minutes for you if you come in and bring LeBron in, a la Houston, uh, somebody like that. There's only two teams, uh, and now everybody was talking about Boston. Well, they're going to trade Kyrie and bring LeBron in to play with those young guys in Boston. No, sorry, that's not going to happen. Danny Ainge is smarter than that, first of all. Um, the Lakers and the Sixers are the only two teams that actually have the real dollar salary cap room to bring LeBron in right away and not have to shed a whole bunch of salary on their team. But what do the Lakers have? I mean, oh, well, they're going to bring in Paul George. Okay. Well, how did Kyrie? Do you think who's better, Paul George or Kyrie Irving? I'm taking Kyrie. I'm taking Kyrie Irving all day long. First, he's a little younger. But I'll take Kyrie well, Irving. It depends on what you need. Kyrie wants to be Batman. Yeah. Paul George is cool with Robin. Yeah. You need Robin. But it's like Boogie Cousins with Anthony Davis in New Orleans. Uh, but I would take Kyrie all day long. Okay, so you're going to have Ky- you're going to have Paul George, and we're talking about the Lakers. You're going to have Paul George and LeBron in Los Angeles, and Lavar Ball, and yeah, Lavar Ball. <laughs> Who else? That is made for television. I'm watching that. I'm just telling you, I'm watching it. Oh, can you can you see his dad going and telling LeBron that he's handling the team wrong? Can you see Magic Johnson in therapy? I mean, literally, that's going to be a Dr. Phil show waiting to happen with LeVar Ball and LeBron. Uh, <laughs> I can't wait for that. that. That's the one thing the NBA gets better than anybody else other than the WWE. They create these little mini dramas. And uh, that is epic right there, Mark. Put LeBron with LeVar Ball. Uh, that is uh, it's just a question. You know, it's like a water balloon. It's going to blow up. You just don't know it's going to blow up on who, but it's going to blow up. Yeah. And then the Sixers with Joel Embiid and uh, Ben Simmons, two guys that can't shoot. You know, they're basically inside players or driving to the basket. Uh, they have trouble with their jump shots. So who's going who's gonna to help LeBron in that situation? Yeah, it's it's a tough call. And then I've seen some stuff, and I know Sean Fox starts salivating when he hears this about the possibility of LeBron going to New Orleans, which actually 
makes more sense than a lot of these places to play with Anthony Davis. And uh, I'm not a, I'm not, I know Tabor is. I'm not a big Cousins guy. Uh, but does that marriage work? You know, you got Holiday. You've got a good nucleus there. Uh, are they good enough? Again, it's in the West. That's the problem. You're in the West. You got to beat Houston. Well, you beat he's going to have to do the same thing if he goes to the Lakers. Uh, exactly, which is why I think maybe the New York Knicks. Uh, LeBron's got to go to a big place where that's another thing. Too. He, he, he's not going to Minneapolis or. That's what I was going to say. Maybe the New Orleans market quote is not big enough for him. What's in the West? If New Orleans were in the East, I think you're talking having a serious conversation. But, I mean, you talk about tarnishing LeBron James's image. What if you can't even make it to the finals? Or, or you ma- get beat in the first round. Or get round? first round of the playoffs. I mean, you look at Russell Westbrook. He hadn't got out of the first round since Durant left. That's right. And so, you know, you got to look at a situation legacy-wise. You mentioned the word legacy a couple of times already. Uh, is this the last time that LeBron James goes to the finals? Uh, I think it would be hard to say that because the guy's been, what, eight years in a row, whatever it's been. I mean, and that's impressive. The fact that he's, he's three, what, three and six? I mean, he's been there nine times. He's three and six in the finals. And people talk about, well, he doesn't have any help. I remember, and you guys know I'm a Mavericks fan. I remember when it was Dirk Nowitzki and Jason Terry and uh, Tyson Chandler, and they played the big three in Miami and beat them. Dwayne Wade, Bosch, and LeBron. So LeBron's buddies are who he got contracts for in, in Cleveland. So right. you're, you're playing Tristan Thompson Kardashian, $14 million a year, who gets like one more rebound a game than you do. You're playing J.R. Smith, who, you know, odds are they probably put a decimal point in there with J.R. He didn't know there was one there. I, I saw a picture of him the other day. They had a, a snapshot when, when LeBron and J.R. were campaigning for, uh, for Hillary Clinton. And I'm going to be political, but there was a snapshot that shows J.R. Smith right by Hillary, and I'm thinking, maybe there's something to this. Maybe J.R. Smith is actually the kiss of death. Uh, But LeBron is the guy that got all of his buddies these contracts, and they're not very good. The players, they're not good enough. And we talk about the Cleveland being the second-best team in the world because they got to the championship. They did. They They were the team that survived out of the East, and you give credit where credit's due. They're not the second-best team in the world, folks. I would argue this year Houston clearly better. I would tell you that New Orleans was better. If they played Cleveland, I'm taking the Pelicans. And I know that shocks a lot of people, uh, but especially after they melted down the way the Warriors melted them. Uh, it's, again, I think to me that damaged a little bit of what LeBron. Uh, and I think people are going to be critical of that, Mark. Well, you know, when he comes to the press conference with a cast on his hand, that's an excuse, and that's not something you expect uh, really good. I mean, Tom Brady played a Super Bowl game with, what, six stitches in his throwing hand, in his thumb, where he almost sl- he sliced it off in practice? Uh, is it an excuse? Yeah, it explains some things, but it doesn't if, – if I'm LeBron, you know, I'm, I'm not even – do you really – is, is the press conference going to be that strenuous and that hectic that you got to protect your hand? Really? I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm old. I'm not buying that one. I'm sorry. And I know some of you guys do. I'm not buying it. Yeah, I'm not buying it either. And uh, John texts in and says, LeBron and Paul George aren't enough. LeBron is crazy to leave the East. I'm a diehard Rockets fan, and I just want to be, see – I just want CP3 back. LeBron needs to stay in Cleveland. Uh, 
I think that uh, that's not going to happen. I think that that ship is set. Cleveland won't even make the playoffs without LeBron next year. Oh, no. You're going to have all those guys. Oh, they'll finish in last place. Just like because, they did when he left the first time. Because the thing is, they won't just shed if LeBron leaves. They'll shed a whole bunch of stuff. Man, J.R. Smith. No, a they're lot stuck of those in guys, those contracts, Mark. A lot no, no, of those no. guys. They were stuck on those multi-year contracts. Well, they'll, they'll give them to somebody. And still pay them not to be there. Yeah. I think we put the blame squarely where it belongs. And that's on Les Miles. Well, of course. We need to fire him. Need to fire Les Miles in his in uh, in his acting career, also. But this um, unfortunately is a kind of a sad way for this for this whole series to end. I think uh, also on the, the let's go on the yeah let's go on that side on the positive side. I don't think and I always thought this with Phil Jackson, also. Sometimes, and you know this as well as anybody, sometimes it's harder to coach an extremely talented team than it is to coach um, a medium talent team that you can coach up to be above average than if you have a whole team of superstars. I always thought that Phil Jackson didn't get his due, you know, being as good a coach as he was to coach everybody that he coached to the finals and to championships as many times as he did. I thought especially his defensive adjustments in games three and four on LeBron James and how they uh, how they brought people from the opposite side and doubled him when he tried to drive to the basket instead of leaving him isolated on one person uh, and continuing to switch like that and making him give up the ball and throw – the ball to the three-point shooters on the perimeter who were barely making 30%. I'll go with those odds all day long. Absolutely. Uh, I think Steve Kerr didn't get enough credit or hasn't yet gotten enough credit for the adjustments that he made as a coach to adjust to what uh, the Cavaliers and consequently LeBron James was doing. Did Golden State have superior talent? Yes. Uh, there's no question. They do. There's no debate about that overall. Is the sum of the parts greater than, you know, it's, it's the whole thing and it's the sum of those parts. Uh, that said, I agree with you. I thought Kerr and them made some good decisions. Look, it, it's real simple with LeBron James. LeBron James, if it's a close game in game seven, I'm taking LeBron. Because A, he's going to get a bunch of calls because he, he forces stuff to the basket, makes the officials call stuff, plus he's LeBron James. But if you can get them down 10 or 20, it doesn't matter. Now the isolation basketball doesn't work. And I thought Cleveland uh, continued going to that. Love was abysmal from the three-point line, although I think he was clearly the second-best player Cleveland had. Oh, he kept him in a couple of the games three and four. He kept him in the game in the first half with his three-point shooting. And he's the, out, he's the best outlet passer there is. He's a throwback to old Wes Unsell back in the day. Outstanding passer. Uh, Kevin Love couldn't guard me. Uh, and, again, the thing that really got to me, if I'm Ty Lue, if I'm the coach of that organization and I'm the general manager and I look at that, the abject surrender of that team in the second half to the Golden State Warriors. Of game four. Uh, it, just, they absolutely, it was like a bad AAU game when the team's getting beat by 30 and it's just garbage time. It was garbage time the, from the first quarter on. And there was no fight. There was nothing. It's just like, uh, we surrender. We quit. 
I mean, they were Team France for the last three quarters. And, and that's, that's not the way you want to be remembered um, going out. I mean, if you lose, you lose. Fair enough. We've all lost. And, you know, it's easy to sit here and second-guess the guys like that. But that's what we do. That's what everybody does. I paid my money to go to game four, and I'm a Cleveland fan. I'm pissed. You really, you're going to surrender like that and just absolutely quit. Those guys are celebrating yet again on my floor. You know, if you lose the game, fair enough. But they took their heart. They didn't just beat them. But give them your, they took their heart. But give it your best effort. They did. They took their heart. There's, that's the only thing better. than and, and coaches will tell you this as a player, and you know this. There's only one thing better than beating somebody. That's making them quit. Yeah, because uh, it you're basically taking their will yes. away. <laughs> Jay texts in on the Stuart Shelby Goosehead Insurance text line and says, It was the Russians. <laughs> I suspected it was, that. It was the Russians' fault. <laughs> we'll go ahead and take a break here on the morning drive on this Monday. We're glad that you're with us. However, you're listening to us. And uh, Terry and I will be right back. LeBron James, LeBron James, LeBron James, LeBron James, LeBron If your business depends on technology, then you can depend on NetTech. We offer remote desktop and service management, cloud-based document access, email services, IP phone services, fiber internet, and data security products. With locations in Monroe and in Ruston, our friendly technicians and help desk staff are ready to solve all your IT problems. Let NetTech be your IT department. Visit nettech.net or call 866-668-0001 today. Looking for affordable home building here in Northeast Louisiana? Look no further than Allen Builders. The folks at Allen Builders are dedicated to building that quality custom home that you've always been dreaming of. In the need of a remodel, bathrooms, kitchen, flooring, the folks at Allen Builders can handle it. Issue with a roof? Whether it's tearing off and replacing existing shingles, replacing rotten decking, and installing solar power vents, yep, they've got that covered. For more information, call Allen Builders today, 348 348- 8920-348-8920. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing. With Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whatever you want, at Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, we'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Drive your dream. Live to drive. Business is great at Greg Tilly's in Bossier City. With our industry thriving and business better than ever, our manufacturers have huge backlogs and longer wait times to get homes. And at Greg Tilly's in Bossier City, you won't have to wait. We are stocking over 90 extra homes with more on the way that are identical to our lighted and decorated show models and ready for immediate delivery. Our volume pricing will save you thousands off MSRP. Who would have ever believed that in 2018 you could buy a brand new four-bedroom, two-bath home for only $36 a square foot? Check out our photo gallery at Tilly'sHomes.com or follow us on Facebook. Let's get back to the sports on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston. Welcome back to the morning drive. Terry Waldrop, Mark Kramer here with you. Terry Waldrop is in for the three hours of power today as he'll host the edge after we're finished with uh, Jamie Foxx. So stay tuned for them and then Sean Fox will be on uh, on 
the sports company this afternoon, and I will be joining him at 4 o'clock as well. He'll be on at 3, and I'll be joining him at 4 for the rest of the show. So a lot of good sports talk today here on 97.7. Okay, we've got four teams, Terry, that are in the College World Series already. We've got the University of Washington. They took care in Game 3 of a scrappy Cal State Fullerton team. In fact, the Washington pitcher had a perfect game going into the seventh inning before Fullerton got a double, and that game ended up they were ahead three to nothing at the time. That game, Washington ended up beating Cal State Fullerton six to five in ten innings. So a, a tough, scrappy Fullerton team who was in the College World Series last year now out. So University of Washington is in. Mississippi State comes back and uh, ends up beating Vanderbilt 10 to 6. So they win that super regional at Vanderbilt and uh, end up <sighs> winning that one. How improbable. Then, yeah, I know. I watched the Florida State game when the dude hit the the walk-off three-run homer to, and they're beat. They the Florida State has them beat. They're done. They're counting the bats. The managers are in the dugout counting the bats and the balls to inventory it and all of a sudden they, are they a team of destiny at this point? We'll get to them in just a minute. Uh, North Carolina and Oregon State, of course, won their first two games, and so they were automatically in. North Carolina beat Stetson, and Oregon State beat Minnesota. I pretty much expected those two uh, to go as they did. Now, to your point about Mississippi State, one of the things, and I think sometimes, well, I say sometimes, most of the time, a lot of in, in college sports, especially when you're talking about the three major sports, sometimes the athletic directors put themselves, and it could even be a, a, a school president, they put themselves in a box sometimes by comments that they make either before a season's over or during a coaching search by stuff that they say that probably aren't the best chosen words to use or phrases to use in those particular instances. So you get the Mississippi State Athletic Administration and the athletic director. Well, you know, when the season's over, we're going to look for somebody uh, that has Omaha experience. Well, you know what? <laughs> You're going to have a guy. Now you've got a guy sitting in your dugout, even though he's your interim manager or your interim coach. He's gonna, you got a guy sitting right in the dugout that's going to have Omaha experience. So now they've already said that way ahead of time and kind of put themselves in that box of, well, you know, we're going to put on a national search to have a uh, an Omaha, somebody with Omaha experience. Well, you know what? Everybody with Omaha experience, they're actually coaching for somebody already. You know, there's not somebody sitting around on their couch. Working at, at 7-Eleven. Yeah, working at 7-Eleven or, or, or cutting trees for a wood company that have Omaha experience. They're already coaching for somebody. And you've got a guy that the players absolutely love sitting right there in the dugout. If he doesn't get the job, I think it'll be a, a travesty for Mississippi State. They were they were struggling. And when I say struggling, they were struggling early on in the season uh, when the coach got fired, when the other coach got fired. Because he was sexting yeah. people in the, in the stands and uh, during the games. And – Hey, there's a run on third base. What do we do? Hey, can you give me just a second, please? Yeah, let me go through the signals after I finish I've, I've this. I've got to finish this. Hey, how do you get to these emojis? <laughs> so 
once the change was made, Mississippi State like just turned everything around, and they've played incredible since that turnaround uh, when the the other coach got fired. And so you've got your coach right there in the dugout, and I can't if they do anything other than that. I feel like it's going to be a travesty. Who do, you know? Look, presidents and athletic directors—they're like mailmen, doctors, lawyers, teachers, Indian chiefs, and everything else. You got some really good ones, and you got some others. You're going, how did they get this position? You don't know. I mean, you, you never can tell. I, I'll say this, Mark, and you know, you were in the, in the industry for a long time, uh, and I used to tell my kids this when they were in school. Sometimes, you know, you need a bad teacher or a bad coach. You, you do along the way to make you really appreciate. Now you don't need to many. appreciate yeah, the good. You ones. don't need many of them. That's why I got into it in the first place. You were the bad guy or the good guy? No, my dad always kept my my dad always kept saying, "You need to be you need to be this before I went to college. You need to be an accountant or something that's gonna you know make a good living or make a lot of money and all the you know he just kept harping on me all the time about it. And I said, "Listen, I said I'm not I'm not a pencil pusher. I mean, there's people that like to do that kind of stuff, but that's not me." I'm I'm not somebody that can sit in an office and sit behind a desk and push a pencil all day. I said I want I had enough bad coaches during my time in high school and junior high. I had enough bad coaches to where I wanted to get into coaching and teaching and be a good influence uh, and a positive uh, influence on young people. That's what I wanted to do, and it was something where I could stay in athletics and you know stay in the gym, stay on the field and work with kids and try to, in my own way, kind of undo. Uh, you can't make up for all bad coaches, but I realized and saw firsthand what a bad coach, what a kind of an influence a bad coach can be. Right. And so I wanted to do just the opposite in my own little small world of influence that I had with whoever and wherever I was coaching. You know, these days, and, and I think it's changed, Mark, and, you know, I went back and, and I'm coach, I coached last year for the first time in a couple of years at the high school level, and I've been in college forever. But I think one of the things, and, I, and a lot of coaches that I talk to, they'll call the show or a lot of them will text me. They're not going to throw their name out there. We have a lot of coaches that listen, uh, literally from all over the country. But I think kids have changed and their parents have changed in the fact that back in, I think back in the day, I sound old because I am, you <laughs> could really get on kids and expect the best out of them. You know, when I'm uh, – criticizing you or instructing you or whatever i'm trying to get a change in your behavior so you can be more effective for yourself and for the team right all right now i can use different language and different techniques to do that but overall i'm trying to get a change in your behavior a change in the way that you play you know uh nowadays any type of critique is viewed as criticism and it's negative don't hurt my self-esteem but chief, you just threw. You're nine, making it personal. Yeah, you just threw nine fastballs over the plate, and they deposited seven of them in the left field bleachers. Maybe a changeup or a curveball or something here, or your location. Yeah, your location. You know, fat part of the plate, not good. Uh, but people now, kids, and, and I see this with, with kids that I deal with. It's personal. Uh, you know, they can't be taught or told anything because they know it all. And you know, that's I think a sort of an indictment of the times that we live in you know nobody wants to be the assistant everybody wants to be the head coach everybody wants to be the man the bank president nobody wants to be the start at the teller or the loan officer hey, i want to be the president because that's what i want to be everybody wants to be the general with no soldiers right and you know a general started 
much lower than what he is, and he achieved that position. It's sort of the same thing. You know, where I throw up is Swaggy P from, uh, from the Warriors with a championship ring, and he's all over social media. Dude, you played about two minutes more than I did. Uh, and, you know, just stuff like that. But now he's a he's an Instagram celebrity. Why, I'm not sure, because you can be the 19th man on the Golden State Warriors, and, you know, you're going to have a following. It was interesting you say that because I watched the ceremony after the game and everything where they handed the trophy out. There were guys in uniform that were on the roster that had been on the bench. There were guys standing back there with the rest of the players that – I'd never seen before. I had no idea who they were because they never played. They never got out on the floor. And I just, I went, well, I wonder who, the, who is that guy? Who is that guy standing back there? I don't recognize him. And uh, Jay texts in on the Stuart Shelby Goosehead insurance text line. I haven't been able to watch a lot of the College World Series, but this situation, talking about the Mississippi State situation, uh, could be maybe an end, an Ed Orgeron type situation. Yee. Say that again. He said he said that this situation with Mississippi State might be an Ed Orgeron type situation. The difference was LSU swung and missed on a bunch of people for Orgeron. Orgeron look, the way Orgeron came about, and, and all due respect to him, I hope he does well. My daughter goes to LSU. I want to, I hope LSU wins a national championship. Also, hope I win the lottery, but since I don't play it, it makes it a little bit more difficult. However, I digress. They swung and missed for Tom Herman and Jimbo Fisher. All right, Orgeron is like the girl that you that you could go out with, but you're trying to go out with the super really hot pretty girls, the popular ones. You swing and miss on them, and prom is coming up like in a day or two. And you go out with one of her friends. You go with one of her friends that is safe and that you know will say yes. That look. LSU is a top, by anybody's estimation, a top ten job. And I think a lot of the diehards will tell you it's top five. Personally, I don't think it's a top five. I think it could be. It used to be. But it's a top ten job by anybody's estimation. Do you really think you have a top ten coach in the country? Really? I mean, and all due respect to him. Uh, you know, you start looking at the, your top ten coaches in the country. Uh, I think, uh, obviously, Saban, and nobody's close to Saban. You go with Saban. You go maybe with Chip Kelly. You maybe go, I think, Jimbo Fisher, Dabo Sweeney, uh, who are some of the others that Harbaugh. come in. Harbaugh comes to my, uh, uh, Ohio, Ohio State. State. Uh, Urban Meyer. And that's six right there. Um, you know, is, is he going to be in that list? Uh, you throw in Malzahn. Dan you, Mullen. You throw in Mullen. You throw in uh, uh, James Franklin at Penn State. Uh, Moore is no longer at UCLA. Uh, who's at USC now? That guy's got to be um, – in the top, uh, you know, Taggart coming back to uh, to Florida State. I mean, you start looking at uh, Petrino at, uh, at Louisville, Harley Bob, uh, Petrino at Louisville. You start getting into that 10, then you start kind of going down. Do you really have the top 10? No, you don't. I think anybody's estimation, and I told Jamie this, if they lose to uh, when they start the year, they're going to play Miami. Yes. Mark, Mark Rick, certainly Mark Rick's got to be considered for that. Uh, Kirby Smart's got to be considered for that in the top 10. But if they get beat by Miami, and Miami's loaded coming back, you're going to have people renting planes to fly over Tiger Stadium, fire O. That'll be trending on Twitter, and the guys never really had a chance. And who's going to – and you're this late, you know, and I say late because, you know, we're into June now. Camp starts next month. Yep. You know, I mean, at the end of next month or early August, you've got, you've got the uh, – your camp's opening within a month or so. 
and you still don't know who your quarterback is. Jay texts in as we go to break. Uh, you know, when you coach your kids nowadays, it's called bullying. Good point. Don't bully me. Yeah, exactly. How about quit throwing balls over the middle of the strike zone? <laughs> you know, you know it's bad, Kramer, when your infielders have to wear batting helmets when you're the pitcher. <laughs> or those little cages, little cage things on their on their faces that the uh, that the kids are wearing now to protect their protect their face and head from from bad hops and pitches. We'll go ahead and take our break here at the top of the hour, and we'll be back with the 8 o'clock hour here on the morning drive. Mark Kramer, Terry Waldrop, and John Tabor with you. This hour has been brought to you by Ronnie Ward, Toyota of Ruston. Back with more on the morning drive right after this. Thanks for listening to the best of the morning drive with Dietrich and White. To listen live every day, tune in at ESPN977.com or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts.